Hello, my Pilates lovers. Thank you for tuning in to All Things Pilates. I'm your host, Darian Gold. Each episode, you'll get to hear a new guest share his or her knowledge, insights, and experiences. Together, we explore the ongoing evolution of the Pilates method, as well as its connection to other modalities, such as gyrotonic, yoga, podiatry, and chiropractic. I now present to you the many aspects of this beautiful, complex, and life-affirming discipline. For some of you who listened to my show a few months back, my guest Nora Michonne Weiss and I paid tribute to Bob Leakins, a very well-known and respected Pilates educator who passed away unexpectedly last October. Today, my guest is Dr. Howard Sichel, a New York chiropractor and kinesiologist, who is not only a dear friend of Bob Leakin's, but also his business partner. In 1980, Dr. Sichel graduated from the New York Chiropractic College, specializing in applied kinesiology and non-force work, and opened an office on the east side of New York City. Then two years later, Dr. Sichel heard about the Pilates method and more specifically, Romana Krasinowska and the amazing postural improvements her clients were experiencing. It was around that time period when the doctor saw a photo of himself holding his daughter at her one-year birthday party. He took one look at his faulty posture and the very next day, he too became a Romana student. As Dr. Sichel's own posture improved, he was convinced Pilates could help his patients with postural issues, as well as helping to heal chronic weaknesses, and began incorporating the Pilates exercises into his treatments. At the Pilates studio, he also studied with three of Romana's instructors, Susan Moran, Phoebe Higgins, and Bob Leakins, and eventually collaborated with them in what was to become Power Pilates. From its inception in 1989, Power Pilates became the leader in classical Pilates education, and over 110 training centers in 10 countries, supported by more than 10,000 Power Pilates certified instructors. Although in 2009, Dr. Sigel relinquished his leadership role in Power Pilates, he continues to advocate the importance of the Pilates method in achieving overall fitness and health. Calling in from New York is a Dr. Howard Sichel. Please tell me I'm saying your name right. Darren, you said it perfectly. It's like seashells by the seashore. Thank you. Welcome to All Things Pilates, Howard. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you doing this, and it's great that you're trying to spread the word about Pilates. Thank you very much. My pleasure. First question Originally, how did you learn about the Pilates method? I opened my practice on East 56th Street in 1980, 81, excuse me. And in 1982, I was introduced to a patient, Marjorie Percy's, who happens to have been a master teacher in the Horton School of Dance. And she really changed my outlook on patients and x-rays because she was a 70-year-old, beautiful, long, gray-haired woman that had an amazing posture. And I looked at her x-rays. Her x-rays were significantly osteoarthritic. So we were taught in school that what you see on x-ray and film, 
that's what you make determination and recommendation for people as far as how to care for themselves. And if I followed that, I would have told her to reduce movement and reduce her exercise. So it made no sense that this woman had such perfect posture, but her x-rays were so arthritic. And I asked her, how did she take care of herself? And for the first time, she introduced the word Pilates to me. She had been a patient, excuse me, a client of Ramana for years. And from that, I introduced myself to Ramana and asked if I could start sending patients to the original studio on the west side. And you were very fortunate because after that initial bringing patients to her, you got a lucky break, didn't you? Yeah, I did get a lucky break because for years I would send patients and there was no such thing in the original studio as good customer service that we look for now in a business. And I'd get these Upper East Side women and men and they'd say, (laughs) I walked into the studio, no one said hello, no one told me what to do. And I just told people to trust it. And those that did really saw the the, uh, benefit. And then in 19, I think it was 80, maybe 84, that the studio on the west side moved to the next building on East 56th Street, where Wee Tai Home, who was the owner of Pilates at that time, brought Ramana and opened the studio at 160 East 56th Street. And that's when, after I looked at a picture of myself at my daughter's one-year birthday, I said, oh my God, I might be an athlete, but my posture was horrendous. And that's when I started doing it myself. Vanity rules, right? Vanity rules. It's all about what you look like in a picture. Besides studying with Romana, what was it about each of the three instructors you also trained with that compelled you to want to collaborate with them? I started doing Pilates with Romana, with Patty Garvey, with Catherine Shapiro, with Phoebe, with Carrie Reagan. And that was when they were in that studio. And then on a Friday night, we tie and Ramana and we tie called me and said, Howard, I'm closing the studio. Can I put some equipment in your office? Which literally was a door away. So in a 12 by 12 office that I had that I used for myself, we put two reformers, a mat, a tower unit that was built by Steve Giordano, if I remember his, if that's his correct name. Yes. And I called Phoebe up and I said, Phoebe, why don't you just start working out of here? And Phoebe was the first one that came into my office. And then soon after that, it was Susan Moran. And Bob at that time was just a patient. He was not working at East 56th Street with me. He was a patient of mine. And I think he was still working with Romana because Romana went to Drago's at that time. There and also uh, Body Art on 3rd Avenue. And Phoebe Phoebe Higgins is probably the most innately gifted and closest to Ramana teacher that I've ever met in my life. She just knew the human body. She just knew innately what people needed. And I could give her anybody, any client, tell them that they have a bulging disc, a cervical radiculopathy, and she would just know what to do. We would discuss it. So she was really an amazing person in my life. And then I met Susan Moran, who was studying with Ramana and certified by Ramana. And then soon after, Susan started taking clients at literally a 12 by 12 room where we would have four or five clients at any given time working semi-privately. No one ever did privates at that time. And at that time, Bob was only your patient. Was he dancing? 
I don't think he was dancing at the time. I think he was full-time working with Ramada, and he, I would see him probably once or twice a week. He had certain issues in his lower back that I was able to help him with. And as it turned out, a lot of some of the cues that he had been doing within Pilates was exacerbating what was a spondylolisthesis. But then soon after, Susan, Susan Moran, Phoebe Higgins, and myself started and incorporated Power Pilates. And the reason why we named it Power Pilates was that I believe, and I know this to be true, the true power for good health comes from good posture, a good core connection. And Pilates was way ahead of his time that he recognized a healthy spine means a healthy individual. And he was talking about it and what he was doing early on without even recognizing it was what is the basis for myofascial work now, MAT work, ART work, because it was never about just individual muscles being worked. It was about he was really diving as deep into the body as someone could to change the balance and change the structure from the inside out. And it took years to understand what Pilates, what classical Pilates truly does to human beings and a human body. How did you get the word out, though? This was before social media, right? That's a great point. Yes. I think it was before computers as well, <laughs> to be honest, because I think we were still taking people's visits on paper. It was all word of mouth. Literally, I turned my patients over to the Pilates method, and all my colleagues in the chiropractic profession said to me, Howard, if they do Pilates, they're going to need you less. But thankfully... My ego was bigger at that time, and I didn't care so much that I didn't have people see me so regularly. I wanted to solve their condition and solve their weakness. And I could get anybody out of pain unless they needed surgery, but unless they did a rehabilitative, health-oriented exercise program like Pilates, they never got better. They, never, they always suffered exacerbations, always suffered flare-ups. So I noticed that people that did Pilates and saw me, I would get them out of pain and immediately starting them on a Pilates program, they didn't need to see me as often. They would see me for their health, which I believe in, and I would start seeing people once a month. And I think because of that change in recommendation that I didn't just want someone coming forever, three days a week, the word got out and people came to me for my diagnostic skills and my evaluation skills and they just knew that I would refer them to the right program, which at that time, and remember, the early masters and the, early, the elders didn't really know anatomy. They didn't know why something was working. They just trusted the, the, the experience in the system and the work of Joe. Let me ask you, because that's a, whole, that's a show right there. Yeah, right? I know. Power Pilates, it, yes, and Power Pilates was your baby, so you can always talk forever about your baby. This is true. I know it's still a shock for many students and instructors who knew Bob when they learned about his death. Is there anything you'd like to share with my listeners about your special relationship with him? Bob was a very significant person in my life. He, Susan, and I, he was very good friends right till the end with Phoebe. He lived in Phoebe's apartment, and that's how I really got to know Bob early on. And then Phoebe recommended 
when she stepped down, she wanted to go in a different direction and work with the kids in the ballet school, that Bob stopped working with Susan and I. And that really was the impetus to the growth of Power Pilates. And Bob believed in what we were doing. We always butted heads because he wanted to keep it as pure as possible and only do what Ramana did. And Power Pilates, we had 100-plus master teachers, and we did an enhancement every year where we would spend three days together. We'd spend one day on leadership because I really believe that Pilates teachers that are properly trained have the ability to take someone out of really chronic and acute injuries and depression and just through movement be able to encourage them to get to a better place. So one day was leadership, one day was refining and going over the classical repertoire, and then one day was about communication. And Bob was into all of that. And I think after he got certified in Anasara Yoga with John Friend, that is when anatomy became incredibly important. And he was able to uh, put together the anatomy of what was actually happening within a human body based on his teaching and understanding through Anasara. So Bob and I had a very long, long relationship. I chose not to go to his memorial because it was a shock when someone so significant in your life passes on. A very quick story, we opened a school in Verona, Italy, in Rome and also Verona, and I went and I brought my son, who was 16 at the time, to the school opening, and Bob was teaching and I was lecturing, and I got a call that after two hours of being there, that my mother had fallen and broken her neck, and Bob was there and really comforted me, and we went to dinner that night, and I left 4 o'clock in the morning to get to Milan Airport the next day, and at 4 in the morning, Bob and Yasushi, his boyfriend at the time, got up, saw me to the car. So Bob really had a professional impact on me, but also a personal impact. He's a wonderful human being. His accent... <laughs> he just was a um, he was a unique individual and an unbelievably clear, concise, motivating and inspiring teacher. Thank you. My pleasure. Howard, as a chiropractor and kinesiologist, what does it mean to help a patient heal? Well, if you're doing it for the business of medicine and chiropractic, you try to see people often. But my personality really did not allow that. I don't like complainers. I learned early on that the only thing that really heals anybody is movement. And it could be any exercise. There's 300 different chiropractic techniques on how you adjust someone. And they all work to some extent if the practitioner believes in it and the patient believes in it. But what I found through kinesiology is I could find the root cause of someone's condition not necessarily where they're complaining of pain, but where the imbalance was. And if I sent them to Pilates, and remember, Ramana first went to Joe when she had a heel spur, and he did nothing for her heel spur. Specifically, he worked her body. He worked her core. He worked her powerhouse. And people that get on the reformer and get that core connection and stabilize fluidly their pelvis, all of a sudden, everything starts to line up above and below. Before I talked about fascia and myofascial work, 
But that's what Pilates does. It works on connected tissue. It works on stretch. We, in Power Pilates, had four S's. The first S was always stability. Then there was strength. Then there was stretch. And then there was stamina. People think that they should stretch first, and they shouldn't. There should be stability first before you stretch because you want to create a solid base, better posture, because as you get older, the only thing that helps in the aging process is a healthy spine, good posture, lubricating the joints, and there's nothing that does it as well as Pilates. All movement, all exercise is important, but anything to do with the posture, um, and I know Joe studied animal and animal movement. There's a new modality called animal moves, I think. But his work on the equipment and why he developed all the equipment is to hit a person's body at every angle, in every position. It just is and always was. And I didn't learn this after a month. And even a teacher that gets certified, what they know after a year is minuscule compared to what they know after 10 years. And all the master teachers of Power Pilates that studied really extensively, and there were some brilliant ones. They weren't just good technicians. They were great people and great communicators, had great heart, because when you take someone through Pilates, a Pilates repertoire, and you have them as a client for a while, they physically don't just change. They change emotionally without ever saying anything, because you're having them go into the areas that they have shut down and all of a sudden waking them up. My master teachers, it was a tremendous opportunity to have my philosophy of injury protocol be adopted through Power Pilates um, and through all my master teachers around the world. So if someone says they need your help to heal either chronic weakness or they're just very tight in general, so they don't have an easy way in their life. Are you right. going to send them to Pilates first before you start messing with their spine? I'll always evaluate them and find out what the core weakness is, because many times it's not what they're complaining about. In conjunction with my work, I will send them to Pilates studios, and I'll have people Skype me and have me evaluate them or talk to them or talk to their orthopedic surgeons and always refer to a Pilates studio nearby. And I'll talk to the teacher and I'll say, look, don't let them complain about what's wrong. Acknowledge what's wrong, but just lie them on the back, put them in the reformer, put their feet on the football and just get them moving. Tell them to forget about what they're complaining about and their pain and just move. Nothing in Pilates will ever hurt someone as long as the teacher is doing what we said, the right thing or appropriate cues at the appropriate time. Because remember, when I first started working with Ramana, she put me in between two gram dancers. I was a jock. I had no clue. And this was my first 10 sessions. She just said, Damien Exercise told me what to do. If I didn't do it right, I would say, Ramana, am I doing it right? She said, just keep moving. And she put her fist in my gut. And that was the cue that she would give. I remember that. That was it. <laughs> After becoming so familiar with that fist in your gut, and all the benefits of Pilates. Were you aware of any other chiropractors at that time who were also combining the Pilates method, or do you think you were ahead of everybody? I think, and this is without intention, 
There were no other chiropractors. I know early on in the original studio, he, Joe was recognized by the Chiropractic Association of New York. But to my knowledge, there were no chiropractors that were really working directly and had the benefit of having the equipment and the studio right in their office. My office and my practice was really very, very unique. We think of now having the perfect facility and perfect studio, perfect customer service. Literally, I had all this equipment in a 12 by 12 room. CB would sometimes come out and say, Howard, you got to help me. One of this client, one of the clients is being too loud or not cooperating and keeping them in their own space. So it was people got better, not because of the ambiance, but because of the work and Joe's equipment. Do you still practice Pilates? I am looking at the original reformer that I got from Basil when he was partners with Graz, and he refurbished it before he passed away. And I will do about 10 minutes, which is not enough for all my teachers that are listening. I do mat work, and I take the principles of, that I learned in classical Pilates, and I use it in all my other exercise. If I do weight training, I'll always do mat work and core uh, stability first and foremost. But after this call, I'm sure I'm going to have to Pilates again. Because there's nothing like it. People say that they don't like it. It's because they don't want to work so hard, and they need to get it. And you don't get it. People have to trust the teacher. And you're not going to do it perfectly. You're not going to do it right. But it's very different than just doing the bench press. Why do you think you know? people, some people don't want to work that hard? Because they don't want to put the effort in. They don't, and they don't trust it. If you look at all the professional athletes that are now doing it, they're doing it, they might not enjoy it, but they know that working that hard, and again, there's nothing that squeezes the energy out of every cell in our body like a Pilates session. That's why this whole thing with classical versus contemporary, it's really all marketing, because if I had my druthers, I would go to a classically trained teacher that doesn't talk a lot and just busts my rear end and gets me moving. I've read somewhere that Pilates is referred to as a living thing. What do you think the writer meant by that? Well, you know, Bob and I, would. the question always came up, there's no reason to change anything in Pilates. And if that was true, and you look at the archival footage, the ballistic nature that Joe would spot someone or push someone or stretch someone is not what we do now. It is not good for a human being. So there has to have been an evolution of some of the things that Joe was trying to do, maybe in a better understanding. And when they said that Pilates is a live being, anything that involves a teacher and a student and energy exchange the way that it does, it has to be a living thing. It keeps changing in the sense that you might learn different cues to get someone to understand it. This is, I've never said this, but the individual, the client that's doing Pilates today is certainly sensorily stimulated much differently than in the 20s or the 40s or the 50s or the 60s. So it's almost like you have to learn a language to be able to reach the people that you are the client today. Agreed. Howard, will you please come back because I have so many questions and we are running out of time. I am sure people want to get a hold of you. And how do they do that? If someone wanted to get hold of me, they could just email me at howard at drsishel.com. That's howard 
at D is in David, R, S is in Sam, I, C, H, E, L, dot com. And I will definitely respond. And for what you're paying me, Darren, I'll come back <laughs> anytime. Thank you. One more question. If somebody wants yes. to be certified in Power Pilates now in 2019, they'll find that out when they contact you or there's another, there's another linkage? No. Well, the, uh, Power Pilates is still in existence. All the original teachers and master teachers are no longer there. There's great schools and great teachers. Brent Anderson of Polestar is one of the most brilliant movers and Pilates experts that I know of, the same with Rael Zakowicz from Bassey. So if someone referred to me, I will always refer them to a studio nearby or one of my original master teachers who are the best in the business. So I will always refer them to what I think is most appropriate. Thank you so much for your time today, Howard. We'll talk Darren, again. Thank you so much, and good luck to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. 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 He's definitely coming back. Sunday's a great day to take time for yourself, as you know, to quiet your mind, to listen to your heart and how it speaks to you. And also, when you are doing this, would you please remember to lift your head, lift your spine, because they will lift your spirit. Have a great week, everybody.